Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Grasses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. On this show, I interview badass women real estate investors, women that are crushing it in the real estate game. And today's guest is no exception. I'm super excited to have with us Veronica Woods, who is passionate about helping her clients create wealth, build a legacy, and design a dream lifestyle through real estate. Veronica is both a licensed realtor and an investor. She works as a real estate advisor for Daniel Woods Real Estate, a firm founded by her father. She was born into it. And this firm supports clients to buy, sell, and manage real estate in the Philadelphia metro area. What makes Veronica stand out from other realtors is her financial background. With an MBA in finance from the Wharton School, she can simplify the bottom line for homeowners or an investor. I think something else that makes her stand out is that she is an investor. A lot of agents are not. And as real estate investors, I personally really love working with agents that are investors themselves, agents and brokers, because they just understand in a different way. It's a very different thing to invest in real estate versus the, the house you're going to live in, which is what most agents and brokers help people do. So I'm super excited to have her with us. Welcome, Veronica. Thank you for having me, Monique. I'm very excited to chat with you today. Awesome. I'm excited to have you. So let me ask you a question. How did you get started in real estate investing? Well, as you mentioned in my bio, it is the family business. So real estate working for my dad was actually my first job. So when I was 15, he had me help process the rent checks as he always did um, property management. Of course, I thought it was boring. <laughs> um, so I, after going to undergrad, worked for Wall Street for a few years, and then I went back to business school, as you mentioned, in Philadelphia. And then the plan was really to kind of pursue corporate America, and then at some point down the line, do some entrepreneurship. But I did grow up with an appreciation for real estate investing in the background. Besides my dad, I had a number of relatives that dabbled in real estate investing. Not, it was never like they were huge business, but it was something that was just kind of known for people in our family. They owned rental properties here and there. So it was something that I was relatively accustomed to. But I, while working in corporate America, I worked in finance and product management outside of the New York area. I dabbled in real estate from the standpoint I got my real estate license. And I did a rental that fell into a flip, but I can tell you about that mistake uh, <laughs> as we go along. But I was really kind of entrenched in making money as a corporate professional. But then 2012, I actually got laid off from my corporate job, and I kind of got pushed into doing more entrepreneurial type endeavors earlier. And the first thought was not to go into real estate at all. But I experimented with different kind of small business consulting 
type projects that leverage my background. And lo and behold, I started working for real estate related companies. So I worked from a strategic planning perspective. I helped a couple companies that were growing construction and development, put a strategic plan together. One of my clients, I actually helped them do an RFP to acquire city-owned property to do some development. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, I think I want to be on the other side, the operational side of real estate. I don't want to just be writing reports and you know doing analysis for people. And that was probably about a few years of doing that. And then maybe about 2017, I had to sit down with my dad. I called this, I really remember this kind of coming to Jesus moment of he was thinking like, look, I'm about to close Daniel Real Estate down. You know, I'm practically retired. He still works with one or two clients he had worked with for like 20 years and they just wouldn't let him go. But for the most part, he was retired. And he said, you know, I think from some of the activities you've done, you'd be really good running the brokerage business. Like, what do you think? You have the talent. Like, if you don't want to do it by X date, and he didn't kind of give me a timeline, he was going to close the door. And I said, wait, 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 maybe I will give it a shot. And then kind of everything changed and, and came into place in terms of I was kind of full-time real estate professional and the, the business does helping clients buy, sell, and also property management in the Philadelphia area. By the end of this year, I should have my broker's license. So I've been working on that to formally take over the business. So it's been a you know very interesting few years. Not what I planned out at all. Like no one would have thought that I would be working in Daniel Woods real estate 10 years ago. Wow. So I want to talk a little bit more. First of all, how lucky are you that you grew up with this as in the background as something that people do? Because I did not, that was not something that my family did at all. Real estate was just never on the radar. So that's really lucky to have that, to know, oh yeah, that's this is something we do. We have these passive income streams. We have these properties on the side that help fund our lifestyle, even if it's not our main business. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that first deal you did yourself as an investor? So the first deal I did kind of fell in my lap. So I had an opportunity to buy a a triplex while I was in my corporate job. And I just needed to rehab it to make it rentable. But the challenge is and the mistake that I see people make, especially if they're investing out of state or more than 30 minutes away, is they put a lot of faith on the contractor or the people locally to know what to do without confirming that they have the ability to do that for you. Because obviously you can hire some people to manage things for you, but that's not what I did. I just kind of trusted a friend of the family to, you know, just do some, I thought it was, you know, a little cosmetic work, but after a few months of just delays, I started to get nervous and Honestly, I got bailed out. Somebody else came and wanted to buy it and I just let it go. And then for me, it's painful because this is, I don't know, about 10 years ago or something. I still drive by that place. So the other people did what they needed to do. It looks like a nice property. I know they're making money and I'm always like, that was my building. (laughs) I could have had that. (laughs) So it's definitely 
a tale about you need a team together and even if you're not hands-on with the hammer you need to make sure that you're hiring the right people to do what they need to do so that you can make money yes team is everything so what are your current investments are you now so and I just broadly in terms of my experience from a broker side, I've done vacant land, small storage units, commercial storefronts, bunch of single family and small multifamily residential. I currently own a duplex, which I've house hacked, and then another rental property. You have a lot of experience particular on the side as a broker or agent, you're getting your broker's license, but, oh, um, but yes, yeah. <laughs> which is very valuable. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, I want to ask you this twice. This is my favorite question, which is what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? And then I also want to ask you, what is the biggest mistake that you've seen your clients do or people buying. But first, let me ask you personally, what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Well, I think that was my biggest mistake. My biggest opportunity that I walked away from happened earlier when I think a lot of people have the opportunity if they're renting a property and maybe this will happen again with the moratoriums or and such. But when I was about 23, my, I lived in a condo and the owner went into foreclosure and I had the opportunity to buy it. And this was prime Brooklyn, New York real estate, mm-hmm. right on the water, overlooking Manhattan. But I was just too scared. And I think a lot of investors or new people to real estate kind of feel like every decision they're not sure if they're really up for the challenge. And I guess that's basically what it was. I had an opportunity in front of me. I didn't think I was up for the challenge. So I walked away and I know that's like a multi, you know, at least a million dollar investment right now. My dad still reminds me to this day. (laughs) He told me I should have bought that property, which could be a rent. I mean, I can imagine what that could rent out right now. You know, I thought I had to live in it forever. And that's how I got my start in investing. My first rental I lived in, I moved and I couldn't sell it and I rented it out. And all of a sudden I became a landlord. So that's how I started. Yeah. That was a good way to start. Hey goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, how to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. So what did you learn from that? The one that got away, the opportunity you had (laughs) and then you didn't jump on it. What did you learn? I think I learned, and you know, I face new battles of that now today. I think a lot of women think maybe they're not ready to take the next step in whatever it is their career in investing. Mm -hmm. And I think now I think about the opportunity presents itself. 
you know, just take the steps to pull it together. Like think about what would it take to pull it together? Who do you know? And really think about who can help me. And so instead of thinking, all right, there's no way I can raise enough capital to buy this apartment building. I'm thinking, okay, well, who do I really know that could help me? Who do I know that can help me really get my assumptions down? Who do I know who's good at sales and maybe we can raise the capital? So my thought is just keep moving forward. And I'm a big believer in higher power and God. And I just think that the resources will open up. And I really kind of push myself to not just think, it's not going to happen. How could it happen? Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of women in particular struggle with. Like even let's say applying for jobs, like a man will apply if they are like 60% qualified, you know, based off of the, what it asks for a woman will wait until she's a hundred percent qualified before she applies. She has to like check every single box or else she won't on average. And I think this is the Mm -hmm. same tendency showing up here. It's like, I don't quite have everything lined up, so I can't go for it. And it's really important. You know, one of the things we work on in our program with this mindset piece is just to know, like, you can be resourceful and figure it out, right? Like, it's like, who do I know that could help me Mm -hmm. get there? And anything is possible. So that's really good. And then the question was like, in terms of your clients, what is like the biggest mistake you've seen them make? The team aspect is a big deal. I think sometimes before they get to me and you alluded to talking to a realtor who's investor versus not could be a very different experience, but sometimes here new investors scared to even talk to realtors. And to me, that's kind of crazy because they have the market knowledge. So why wouldn't you have a realtor as part of your team when you're starting to invest, especially in a new market. They're not really sure, like, do I have to pay this person? And they're worried more about, do I have to pay them versus the money they can make by getting the quality advice about the market and what to do. So picking the wrong realtor is also a mistake, but not even wanting to have them on the team for some people could be a big mistake. But the wrong contractor, wrong lender, you know, so I really encourage people to put that team together early. So sometimes people think they can whip the team together when they're like contract ink is, you know, half dried, but it's really a lot less stressful. The more people that you can have conversations about, well, how does this work? And what are the things I should look out for before you're in the trenches? Now, of course, you can't predict everything, but when you have the right folks around you, and sometimes you need an attorney or accountant at the table, depending on your financial situation. But I think people discount team and they think they want to be like the hero independently when they don't realize that the most successful investors have cultivated this team. So good. Yeah, that's such an important part. And it's funny, you're an agent, you're a realtor, and I talk to a lot of women that I'm going to start investing after I get my license. Like They think they need to be the realtor in order to be the investor. And sometimes they think they need it or they'll, they're trying to save that percentage. And they're like, okay, well, it's going to save me money. So if I'm the realtor, then I don't have to do that. 
And I have my answer to that, but I'm really <laughs> curious. What's your answer to that for somebody who's like, I need to get my realtor's license before I start investing? Yeah, so my answer is you don't have to get your realtor's license before you start investing. Because the typical, and I can speak for, I've had my license in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. The material is more about how to protect yourself from getting sued and compliance issues as opposed to how to even do a transaction for a residential homeowner. You know, you really don't learn that until you're actually doing. I think the best experience is really doing and getting mentorship. But I think the fees in regard to holding your license sometimes just doesn't make sense just to get access to the MLS. Like any realtor will give you, will run any sort of query that you can get twice a day immediately. So you don't have to feel like you're at a loss of getting access to MLS. Cause that's really what I thought at first. I went access to the MLS, so I got my license. But at the end of the day, I didn't have the experience to do anything with it. I just had access to a database. And that's not enough not to lose money. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to help other people, I usually tell people, because now like on Groupon or something, like, oh, I can get a realtor's license for, you know, $79 or something like that on Groupon. I'm like, do you really want to help other people? buy houses or do you want to just help yourself because if you don't want to develop that type of business you really don't need to have a license okay <laughs> so that's basically why i tell people it's like it's a totally different job it's a job is different so you know you're an agent or a broker that's what you sell you help people buy and sell houses like you want that person on your team as an investor but you do not need to be that person as an investor and not just that, but for me, I'm so happy to pay somebody else, especially if they know what they're doing, who they're out there finding me deals or they'll help me sell the deal and they'll market it and they'll do the work. It's like, unless you're the best at that and that's what you love to do, it's like, let, a prof- let somebody that that's their job, <laughs> they're professionals at, let them do it. And you'll, you know, you take your time to do the things that make sense for you. But I get that all the time, all the time. It's like, okay, I need my license. I'm like, you do not need your license, I promise. Um, no, not at all. Yeah. I hire someone like Veronica, who's, <laughs> who knows what, she, what they're doing. Okay. And so let me ask you a question. What are you most proud of? I'm most proud of something you guess you already alluded, or maybe you can see what I'm proud of, of being able to take a torch from my dad. You know, I'm one of the reasons I'm into real estate is about the whole transferring of generational wealth and legacy. And I just think the opportunity to take what he's built to the next generation is a really a unique opportunity. And I've really enjoyed learning from him because I think mentorship is really a big thing in real estate. You know, there's not a lot of careers or People don't really have the patience for apprenticeships in a lot of careers anymore today. People just want kind of instant expert. But I think I've learned so much working with him, both as an investor and strategy and negotiations, as well as just about running a business. And so it's really been a good opportunity. That's wonderful. And to what do you attribute your success? Well, along with... I guess, learning from him, just being a sponge of learning from other people, taking trainings, 
I think that instead of kind of bumping my head along the way, I realized that, hey, to seek out people that are doing what I want to do and learn from them. So, because I know my dad's experience was his experience, but I've really tried to seek out people, developers or people who I have another Wharton alum I've connected with in Florida. She has multiple offices. She does Airbnb. She does commercial. And so just trying to find people like that, that I can really connect with and learn from has been, I think that's really kind of helped me kind of accelerate where I wanted to go. I love it. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out as a real estate investor? What I haven't said so far, I think to be clear on their own financial objectives, because I think with real estate investing, there's a lot of shiny objects and you might hear what one person is doing and you think, well, that's the only thing I can do. And then it really doesn't fit with what your financial objectives are, what your strengths are, what kind of lifestyle you want. And I really caution people to really think about what they want, because there's so many different ways to make money in real estate. That's something I really didn't know in the beginning, that you see people doing syndications like you and doing uh, investing in notes and private lending and wholesaling and there's all these sorts of things and people just kind of get caught up and then you have to realize what do you want to do I mean I'm more like a buy and hold girl because I think those were the fundamentals that I grew up with my dad but again you have to figure out what you want in the investment game and not get caught up with the shiny objects or what somebody else is doing I love it so final question before we get into our famed end of show trinity which is our brag gratitude and desire but what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know i think the biggest thing corporate veronica wishes i got started sooner (laughs) especially with a w-2 job like when i have clients that have another job and they're talking to the mortgage person it's like a free-flowing conversation oh easy (laughs) Oh, you W slide right in, you know. <laughs> and of course, you think I don't have time. I don't have time to figure it out. That's for when I retire. I hear some people go, oh, "When I retire, I'll start investing in real estate." I'm like, "Really? Like, no? Nope. <laughs> that six-figure job right now. This is when you need to start." So I really encourage people who maybe don't want to make it a full-time business but have an interest. To, this is a really a good time when you have. You're in a stable financial environment based on your job. It's a really good time to start. Really good advice. So before we get into our Trinity, where's the best way for people to connect with you, find out more about what you do? Well, I have a link from my website. I hopefully you'll share at the bottom, but it's... Um, share with the notes, yeah. Yeah, dwoodsrealestate.com backslash let's connect. And it has all my social media channels. My YouTube channel is something I'm really trying to grow in because I really like educating, especially new investors about the things I see where things can go wrong or what I call a five or six figure mistake that you don't want to make. So I've been investing a lot in trying to do more videos. All right. So now it's time for our Trinity. What is your brag? What are you celebrating right now? 
Well, one thing I'm working on and I'm excited about is I'm collaborating with a financial advisor who specializes with working with real estate investors. And that's unique in itself to find somebody like that. (laughs) It's not going to tell you just keep all your money in the stock market. But we're working on a podcast collaboration on women invest in real estate. So it's going to be really focused on rental properties. So I'm looking forward to trying to launch that for 2021. That's exciting. Well, Brad, and what is one thing you are grateful for? I'm grateful for some of the different clients that I had that give me opportunities to do kind of unique projects in real estate. I have a client that's the head of a nonprofit and he's pulled me into projects where we're trying to figure out creating a new headquarters from himself of a joint venture from a local housing group. So it's just like the fact that I've had such interesting clients really has had me to do a non-traditional realtor experience. So I barely call myself an agent because I feel like they think of you're put in such a defined box, but I've really had a chance to work on such broad types of real estate transactions. And I'm just really thankful that I've had that experience in such a short period of time. Beautiful. And last but not least, what's one desire? Uh, well, like I said, I'm going to keep it business focused, but I really would like to build my network of like-minded realtors in different markets across the country. Although I love Philadelphia to invest in, there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I want to build relationships with people in other markets, especially like the Southeast I'm excited about and the Midwest. So that's something I'm looking to do for 2021. All right. Well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine Mm -hmm. under grace and in perfect ways. So thank you so much, Veronica, for taking the time to do this interview. It's really fun to talk with you. Y'all, you can connect with her at dwoodsrealestate.com forward slash let's connect and you can connect with me at reigoddesses.com or at reigoddesses on the socials but if you go to reigoddesses.com you can get on the list for our investor club find out about our passive investing opportunities our events do our free training how to get started in real estate investing even as a busy professional woman get free guides there are all sorts of goodies there for you lots of support and resources So definitely go to reigoddesses.com to check that out and subscribe to the podcast. Give it love, share it with your friends (laughs) and come back next week for another Real Estate Investor Goddesses interview. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.